Welcome once again to Robert Nauer Unfiltered and Season 4, dealing with ethics and personal integrity issues. And the reason I decided to do ethics and personal integrity rather than just keep talking about the villages and other topics with Florida is there's just so many issues that pop up in the news and that we encounter as citizens that should be dealt with. Now, before I launch into my first exact topic, which will be session episode two of season four, I want all of you who watch and listen to my podcast and vlogs that topics about the villages and Florida will still be dealt with under season three. So if you go to season three on Apple podcast or However you want to Google Robert Nauer unfiltered altogether, that's Robert, K-N-A-U-E-R, unfiltered altogether, you will find my podcast. Now today, because whether regardless of whether I'm a villager, whether I'm a citizen of the United States or whatever, I'm going to talk about corporate greed well, wait a minute, is corporate greed unethical? Hmm, good question. Does it deal with integrity issues? Well, yeah, it does, and it also deals with ethics. Because the question becomes, how much profit should any business or corporation reap at the expense of its citizens, regardless of where they're at? You know, think about that. Why should a business, as opposed to a hard-working wage earner, so why should any business be allowed to charge so much profit, 200, 400, 1,000 percent profit? Yes, businesses actually can and do charge huge profit percentages. Take a look at uh, bars and restaurants. They charge anywhere from 2 to 800 percent. For alcohol, beer. So, depending upon the bulk and the size of the quantity that they buy for their bar, uh, drinks can range anywhere from 200 to 800 percent, depending upon whether it's liquor or whatnot. It's one of the places that restaurants truly rack up huge profits at the expense of those willing to pay the price. But then also you look at clothing, for example, and I'm going to give you uh, things that I know about because I used to be at one point a general manager of a large, very large um, multi-chain retail outlet in Ohio and in Florida uh, as a part of the time when I was with the Navy. And so as such, I knew what we purchased goods for, in other words, our cost of goods. And I knew what we sold them for. And it was the Navy exchanges. And in the Navy exchanges, we never sold. The highest markup we had, even on jewelry, was only 50%. Other things, 25%. Shirts and clothing, at the time, was only 10%. Sundry items, 10%. The profit that the Navy exchange system made uh, was not as outlandish as uh, what you would pay today going into any store, whether it be a Walmart, which 
makes pretty good percentages, but even though the upper scale stores, and like Bloomingdale's, which charges upwards of 500% to 1,000% on sunglasses, jewelry, and clothing, and even furniture, it's outrageous the amount of profit that firms make at the expense of hard-working citizens. So yes, I do know what we make and what we charge, and if a retail firm can exist on a 25 to 50% profit, then the question begs, why shouldn't they all, right? Think about that. If, if a large multi-billion dollar retail operation like the Navy Exchange system can operate on such lower profit margins, then why too can't these others? And don't give me the bullshit that about pilferage. Even the Navy Exchanges have pilferage. Um, those are just some of the issues. And then the other issues that stores today uh, will use as excuses for saying that they have raised their prices accordingly is due to the pandemic. Oh, fucking get over the pandemic. The pandemic is over. Quit using that as a goddamn excuse for charging citizens so much money. And then they'll also say, well, but the cost of goods and supply chain issues are such. Get over it. These are issues that you're going to deal with every day, but you shouldn't keep using it as an excuse. If you're in business to be in business, do good business, become efficient. And then they're also using the excuse to charge us exorbitant profits. Those stores like Publix and Walmart and every other grocery chain, including um, even Winn-Dixie, they're all going to self-checkout robots. Self-checkout and robots. Robots to clean the stores. Robots to pick goods in warehouses and, and uh, have them arranged for delivery. Amazon uses robots. Uh, other stores use robots. So they do it because they don't want to pay labor costs, labor benefits, and uh, retirement benefits anymore. So everybody is doing everything but they're not decreasing the price of their goods. And they haven't because, why? They don't want to. They're making exorbitant profits. For example, uh, when I lived in Ohio, one of, my, one of our friends was a um, warehouse supervisor at The Limited, which is owned by Lex, Wes Lexner. Let me get his name correctly. Wes Lexner one of the richest men in America. He owns multiple, multiple different branded stores throughout the United States and the malls, the Victoria's Secrets, the Limited, you name it. He owns pretty much every store that deals with clothing in malls or not in malls and discount malls and whatever. One of the richest men in America. And... Um, for example, now, even though the example I'm going to give you is from 20 years ago, it is still just as applicable today. They would fly uh, 747s over to China and or to Vietnam uh, and other locations to pick up the goods that have been produced by their factories that produce all of the uh, clothing for the limited companies and fly them back. And, and one of them was Victoria's Secrets. They would get an airplane load of bras and panties, and they would be flown into Rickenbacker Air, Old Air Force Base, which is now a FedEx hub for the Limited. And employees would go 
and they would get the uh, shipments of bras and panties that are required to be ticketed before they leave the foreign source. And so the, my friend, who was the supervisor, saw all of the tickets and what the real cost of goods were. For example, 20 years ago, a very sexy piece of um, bra or panties was about a dollar fifty, a dollar seventy-five imported. And what they would do is the limited company would have their employees reticket all of the items. They would take the old ticket off and put a new ticket on to the bras or the panties. Um, and the bras, some of the more expensive bras, would have come in with a price of seven dollars cost of goods to make and produce the bras. And we're talking really high end expensive bras. The reticketed price, for example, on a low end bra would be at the time $19.95. Today, that same bra would be about $55. And the bra that would come in at $7 would be reticketed to $85 to $90. Well, your cost of goods and the price profit change is you take the new price minus the imported price divided by the imported price and therefore you have your percentage change increase you're talking price increases of five six hundred percent if not more on a bra or panty why should any american woman pay that price when the price of the bra or the panty was only a dollar fifty two dollars it's just nothing more than corporate greed so why should any business be allowed to charge so much profit, 200 400%, 1,000% profit? Yes, businesses actually can and do charge huge profit percentages. Take a look at uh, bars and restaurants. They charge anywhere from 2 to 800% for alcohol, beer. So, depending upon the bulk and the size of the quantity that they buy for their bar, uh, drinks can range anywhere from 200 to 800%, depending upon whether it's liquor or whatnot. It's one of the places that restaurants truly rack up huge profits at the expense of those willing to pay the price. But then also, you look at clothing. For example, and I'm going to give you uh, things that I know about because I used to be, at one point, a general manager of a large very large uh, multi-chain retail outlet in Ohio and in Florida uh, as a part of the time when I was with the Navy. And so as such, I knew what we purchased goods for, in other words, our cost of goods, and I knew what we sold them for. And it was the Navy exchanges. And in the Navy exchanges, we never sold the highest markup we had, even on jewelry, was only 50%. Other things, 25%. Shirts and clothing, at the time, was only 10%. Sundry items, 10%. The profit that the Navy Exchange System made uh, was not as outlandish as uh, what you would pay today going into any store, whether it be a Walmart which makes pretty good percentages, but even though the upper scale stores and like Bloomingdale's, which charges upwards of 500% to 1,000% on sunglasses, 
jewelry, and clothing, and even furniture. It's outrageous the amount of profit that firms make at the expense of hardworking citizens. So yes, I do know what we make and what we charge. And if a retail firm can exist on a 25 to 50% profit, then the question begs, why shouldn't they all, right? Think about that. If if a large multi-billion dollar retail operation like the Navy Exchange system can operate on such lower profit margins, then why too can't these others? And don't give me the bullshit that about pilferage. Even the Navy exchanges have pilferage. Um, those are just some of the issues. And then the other issues that stores today uh, will use as excuses for saying that they have raised their prices accordingly is due to the pandemic. Oh, fucking get over the pandemic. The pandemic is over. Quit using that as a goddamn excuse for charging citizens so much money. And then they'll also say, well, but the cost of goods and supply chain issues are such. Get over it. These are issues that you're going to deal with every day, but you shouldn't keep using it as an excuse. If you're in business to be in business, do good business, become efficient. And then they're also using the excuse to charge us exorbitant profits. Those stores like Publix and Walmart and every other grocery chain, including um, even Winn-Dixie, they're all going to self-checkout robots. Self-checkout and robots. Robots to clean the stores. Robots to pick goods in warehouses and, and uh, have them arranged for delivery. Amazon uses robots. Uh, other stores use robots. So they do it because they don't want to pay labor costs, labor benefits, and uh, retirement benefits anymore. So everybody is doing everything but they're not decreasing the price of their goods. And they haven't because, why? They don't want to. They're making exorbitant profits. For example, uh, when I lived in Ohio, one of, my, one of our friends was a um, warehouse supervisor at The Limited, which is owned by Lex, Wes Lexner. Let me get his name correctly. Wes Lexner one of the richest men in America. He owns multiple, multiple different branded stores throughout the United States and the malls, the Victoria's Secrets, the Limited, you name it. He owns pretty much every store that deals with clothing in malls or not in malls and discount malls and whatever. One of the richest men in America. And... Um, for example, now, even though the example I'm going to give you is from 20 years ago, it is still just as applicable today. They would fly uh, 747s over to China and or to Vietnam uh, and other locations to pick up the goods that have been produced by their factories that produce all of the uh, clothing for the limited companies and fly them back. And, and one of them was Victoria's Secrets. They would get an airplane load of bras and panties and they would be flown into Rickenbacker Air, Old Air Force Base, which is now a FedEx hub for the limited. And employees would go and they would get the uh, shipments of bras and panties that 
are required to be ticketed before they leave the foreign source. And so that my friend, who was the supervisor, saw all of the tickets and what the real cost of goods were. For example, 20 years ago, a very sexy piece of um, bra or panties was about $1.50, $1.75 imported. And what they would do is the limited company would have their employees re-ticket all of the items. They would take the old ticket off and put a new ticket on to the bras or the panties. Um, and the bras, some of the more expensive bras, would have come in with a price of $7 cost of goods to make and produce the bras. And we're talking really high-end ex expensive bras. The reticketed price, for example, on a low-end bra would be, at the time, $19.95. Today, that same bra would be about $55. And the bra that would come in at $7 would be reticketed to $85 to $90. Well, your cost of goods and the price-profit change is you take the new price minus the imported price divided by the imported price, and therefore you have your percentage change increase, you're talking price increases of five, six hundred percent, if not more, on a bra or panty. Why should any American woman pay that price when the price of the bra or the panty was only $1.52? It's just nothing more than corporate greed. So anyway, the point is that companies in general today in 2023 are charging each and every one of us excessive prices because of corporate greed so that their shareholders can make more money on their stocks. It's all about the shareholders. It is not about the U.S. citizens that pay the taxes and that can barely make it from week to week that can't pay their grocery bills, are having a hard time paying rent, having a hard time coming up with money to pay the excessive property taxes for the excessive priced homes, all as a result of what was the pandemic. And with all of these issues, the one thing that our Congress could do would be to do what other countries have done, and I'm not talking about a price freeze. I'm talking about Congress writing a law that says the maximum profit based on cost of goods that any company can sell can be no more than 100% of the original cost of goods. Beyond that, they would have to discount or mark it down. But by doing so, prices across the United States for everything that you eat, everything that you wear, everything that you drive, tires, would have to have their prices reduced to 100% or less, making it more affordable. And isn't that what we all should want, is more affordable products? I mean, it's ridiculous, The some of the prices that we are paying today, based that have escalated to over 300% from just two and a half years ago. And this is because of nothing more than corporate greed. And it doesn't matter whether it's corporate or individually owned 
individual owners of bars and restaurants, they do the same shit all the time. If they buy a keg of beer, which is about, say, $100, you'll get 200 maybe pools of beer out of that. But they're selling that beer, those that are really greedy, for $6 a glass. So 200 times $6 is $1,200, but they only paid $100 for the keg of beer. That's outrageous. It would be more reasonable to pay to charge $2.50 a glass instead of $6 a glass. And in Washington, D.C., the prices are even higher, $8 a glass for whatever kind of beer, and not just a craft beer, but just a regular keg draft beer. That's just fucking outrageous. And so such a law would be beneficial to every single citizen that shops or goes out to eat or that drives on tires, whatever, because the prices would have to by law. And then they would need teeth in that law that says if a consumer reports the uh, usurious pricing of products at greater than what would normally be the retail price, then they could report that and investigators could check and see if it was true based on the cost of goods bought by the vendor. And if so, then the vendor could be fined for breaking the federal law. It could also be state laws, too. So we need to do this. But the only way this will happen is if you pick up the telephone and you call or write your congressman or your senator and demand that there be such a law. And I think, personally, two things. Everybody, I write one letter a week to either a congressman or a senator for my state. I have been doing that for over the past 40 years about a subject, any subject that is true and dear to my heart. And sometimes I actually got a law passed in the state of Ohio by Marcy Kaptur for doing that, for things that were dealing with mortgages. You can, too, if you write a clear, concise letter to your congressman or senator and you demand action. Have them introduce a bill. Now, I will admit, lobbyists are the bane of everyone because they abuse you and me by getting their laws passed for their special interest groups. And that shit from Citizens United needs to stop. But back to the ethical issue. Is it ethical for these businesses and corporations to charge exorbitantly high profits? Of course it's not ethical. Is it legal? Yeah, it's legal, but it's not ethical. So a person who has a bar or a restaurant or a small business or a large business or even a corporation, if they have integrity, they will do the right thing for all shoppers. They will do the right thing for all citizens. They will treat all shoppers fairly. But that's not what we're seeing today. What we're seeing today is... All of these businesses going to self-checkout where they have no labor cost, and yet the prices are not dropping for you and me. We, as a, as a group, need to demand that this shit with self-checkout stop. Here's how you do it, and I am asking each and every one of you to spread the word. There's a way to do it. We all know that we could forego shopping anywhere, including grocery shopping, for about one to two weeks. 
on a certain day, we need to seek and ask that everybody in the United States not shop at a grocery store, not shop at Walmart, not shop at all for two solid weeks. I'm telling you, we would help bring some of this shit to a stop. We would help bring people like Walmart into check. Walmart is out of control. They have their abusive people at the front doors now demanding to see receipts of people that have paid at a cashier or self-checkout line and they're walking out. They do not have the legal right to ask for a receipt. That is against state law, especially here in Florida. It's against state law. Only if you as a customer shop at a price club like Sam's Club or Costco, the club agreement that you sign does give them the authority to do that and to demand to see it, or otherwise they can make you persona non grata. But they cannot trespass you because of it unless you refuse to show. But at a regular store like Walmart, which is not a club, Publix, Winn-Dixie, uh, Best Buy, whatever, they cannot demand to see a receipt unless they suspect you and tell you they suspect you of shoplifting. And if so, they better have goddamn good belief and proof that you did shoplift because then if they detain you and you did not shoplift, you have an automatic lawsuit against that company and should get a lawyer and sue them for anywhere from a 100 to a $1 million. And you, there have been cases where people have won those judgments. So do not ever show your receipt to anybody that demands it in a non-club environment. No store, not even Walmart, has the right to demand to see a receipt unless they suspect you of shoplifting. At which say, in which case, what you should say is, okay, hey, I'm not showing it to you. You think I shoplifted. I'm saying I didn't. But you can get with your cameras the license tag and make and model of the car I'm getting into and send the sheriff over. And when the sheriff gets to my house, I'll show him the receipt. But I'm not showing it to you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how you knock off the bullshit. You, you shove it back to them in their face. You stop shopping at their stores. And when stores become so onerous with their greedy-ass manipulation of prices, you need to go elsewhere. I know, that's not an easy thing to do in this day of Amazon. But this is the situation that American purchasers are in, consumers. We need to stop putting up with the bullshit and the corporate greed exhibited by so many in this country. It is an ethical issue. It is an integrity issue, believe it or not. I know, I've been a businessman and I've run retail chains. And like I said, the one I ran, which was a multi-million dollar uh, chain in Pennsylvania and in Florida, uh, our maximum, maximum profit on any item was 50%. And those were usually specialty items. Our average profit percentage on cost of goods was 25. So it does beg the question, why are these corporations so goddamn greedy? Think about it. Ask yourself that question. And with that, food for thought. If you like this type of 
commentary on my podcast, please subscribe so that I can get my subscriber numbers up. And if you'd like to make a comment, I leave it open usually to all comments unless you're profane or just really derogatory. I like comments that have rational, logical issues that are brought up. I don't deal with stupid bullshit. So with that, Bob out.